Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 29th, 2022. I'm teaching a series right now about God's grace and our faith. And so this is this is really important. Everything God does for us, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. And there's this another aspect of grace where it, there's this empowering presence for us to do what we can never do without God. But we, in response to God's grace, must release our faith. We set our faith in agreement to tap into the grace of God towards us. And so it's our, God's grace is our faith. This is how we live. And we've been learning for the last few days that faith works by love. So I want you to open up your heart to get ready to receive what God is about to say to you on this Friday morning. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. I've been teaching on faith works by love. That's from Galatians 5 and 6. You know me. I shared with you Galatians 5 and 6. I shared with you John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, Galatians 5 and 6. And I could have just taught one day, but that's not how I do it. And so I come back and we kind of look at it again from a different angle. Then we look at it again from a different perspective. Then we look at it again. And so it's, it's by all of these different approaches to the same scriptures that we really get the revelation that God wants for us to have so we can maximize the season that we're in. So faith works by love is a critical understanding. It's a critical re revelation. So I'm taking my time. This is the fourth message on this topic. So today, when I got up this morning, I, I knew I was going to go back to John 1 and 14. I knew I was going to go back to John 1 and 17. I knew I was going to go back to Galatians 5 and 6. What I didn't know was that the Lord then added two scriptures to that. When I got up this morning, while I was brushing my teeth before I came downstairs, the Lord reminded me of Romans 12 and 3, and then Matthew 17 and 20. And so he was like, add those two and then tie it all together. So let me read all these scriptures. Now I have five different scriptures to read for you, and then I'm going to tie it all together. You ready? You ready? Here we go. John 1 and 14. The word became flesh, and he dwelt among us. Now we were able to behold his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 17, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 5 and 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision availeth anything. The only thing that matters now is faith, and faith works by love. Matthew 17 and 20, he told them, it is because of your lack of faith. I promise you that if you have the faith that's no bigger than the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed from hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Romans 12 and 13, uh, Romans 12 and 3, for I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according, as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. I have three things to share with you on this Friday morning. What does this mean for you today? Three things. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. As I give you these three things, open up your heart to believe. You ready? Three things. Here we go. When God, when you know God loves you, you are willing to give up your plans for his. This is where I ended yesterday's message. I ended yesterday's message by giving you like a personal testimony that Isabella and I have had to give up things along the way 
but we gave up things that God revealed to us that these were things that we wanted that, that were birthed in our heart and not birthed in his heart. And since I closed out yesterday's message, um, I'm going to, with that thought, I'm going to start today with that thought. And then I'll, I'll get into really the meat of the message will be points two and three. But I needed to add this to what I said yesterday. When God reveals his plans to you, they will most certainly exceed your plans. But regardless of how good they are, most people, most humans still have an issue with giving up their plans because they're wed to those plans. Let me say that another way. Here you have your plans, like your thing, right? And so you, you, you've been like praying about it. You've been coming up with, you know, your plans and you have like a one-year plan and five-year plan, 10-year plan. You have long-term goals, short-term goals, near-term goals, all that. And you have all of that. Now, honestly, a lot of that, some of that you came up with on your own. But you're wed to it. Like, you know, you, you, like in my case, I publicly told people that we were going to, to Florida. So we were led, uh, we were wed to it. Um, and so maybe you've told your girlfriends or you told your homeboys, hey, this is, you know, what we're doing. When I'm believing, I'm going to do this or whatever. And you're kind of wed to those plans. And then the Holy Spirit comes and he reveals to you the plans that God made for you from the foundations of the world. And whenever there's a conflict between God's plans and your plans, of course, I'm teaching you that you got to give up your plans for God's. But I'm also telling you that from the, the humanity uh, perspective, that's difficult to do for some people. They're like, mm, they're already wed to those plans, right? So they, they've kind of like, they're so connected to the plans that they came up with on their own that they don't want to give up those plans, but they have to choose. So that's why living by faith is about dying to self is about putting God's plans above your plans and chasing the dreams that God has given you or is giving you now, instead of continuing to chase the dreams and the desires that you came up with on your own. And so if you're able to choose God's plans over yours, then, then yes, you will become the man, the woman that God called you to be. Here's the problem with that. God doesn't give you all the details. And so, so God actually wants you to give up your plans for his, even though he hasn't given you all the details. So you put a lot more thought and time and energy and effort into your plans. And then God gives you something that might be like, you feel like it's half-baked. Like you don't even know, like what you tell your spouse, babe, I mean, like God wants us to go do this. But, but what about, what about, what about, and you got 17 questions and God has not given you any answers. But on this side, you've like mapped it out and you really want to do that. And God says, no, don't do that. Do this. And you're like, but God, man, how come you, what? Like, I have no idea what's really on the other side of this thing. You know what that's called? That's called the life of faith. And so this is why faith works by love. So why does faith work by love? Let me explain. You will never willingly give up your plans for God's plans until you are convinced that God loves you with an everlasting love and that he's not going to hurt you and that he's out here. He's trying, he's not trying to take nothing from you. He's actually trying to get something to you. And so, so unless, see, faith requires trust, unless the highest form of faith is rest, unless you really believe God loves me with an everlasting love. God really wants to bless me. God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. Then unless I'm convinced, unless I'm fully persuaded that God really, man, God has some good. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be good. Unless I'm really fully persuaded that that's my faith is rooted and grounded in God's love, there's no way that you're going to give up your plans, which you already mapped out. You have details. You have boom, 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 boom. Like you have all of this stuff. There's no way you're going to give up that for something that you have no details on. 
Well, the only reason why you would give it up is if you are convinced that God loves you with an everlasting love and that you want to please him with your whole heart and that he's not going to hurt you. And then he's like, come on, son. Do you really believe that your plans are better than mine? Come on. Come on, dude. Just believe me. Trust me. Go down this road. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to give you all the answers because then you wouldn't require faith. But if you go down this road, trust me, it's going to be good. That's the life of faith. And that's why faith works by love. Jesus was so convinced that the father loved him and that the father was not going to hurt him. The father was out to bless him, not, not to get nothing from him, but also to get something to him, that, that Jesus went into the garden of Gethsemane and he said, father, not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus willingly chose the father's will above his own. Why? Because he trusted him. And he believed, and his faith was rooted and grounded in God's love. My question for you this morning, this Friday morning, is I've been teaching on faith works by love. Here's my question. Do you trust God enough to believe him enough <laughs> to give up your plans for his, even when you don't really know what, what God is doing? Even when you don't really know what God is up to? Are you so convinced that God loves you with an everlasting love that you would give up your plans for his plans even when he hasn't given you all the details? So if you are, right, and, and this is why faith has to be rooted and grounded in God's unending love. If your faith is based in God's love, then yes, you will do that. And you'd be like, hey, babe, we're going this way. I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't know what God is doing, but this is what I tell Isabel all the time. <laughs> hey, babe, what? Hey, we're going to do this. Hey, look, God said, don't do this. For real? I mean, we've been working on that. No, nope. but God said, no, I don't know why. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so what are we going to do? We're going to go there. But what's in yeah, I don't know. I don't have all the details, but guess what, babe? What? It's going to be good. Oh my God, it's going to be good. You know how I know it's going to be good? For a couple of reasons. Number one, God loves me with an everlasting love. Number two, God is never going to hurt us. He's not out to hurt us. He's out to bless us. And number three, whatever we give up for God. Now this thing, this thing that I really wanted to do and God said, don't do it. And this thing that I really wanted to do and God said, don't do it. Now this thing that I'm giving up for God, it becomes a seed. Oh glory. And so now God knows that I really wanted to do it and I'm giving it up as a seed. And since I'm giving it up as a seed, I'm going to get a harvest and the harvest shall always be greater than the seed. Come on now. I feel like preaching this morning. The harvest will always be greater than the seed. So when I'm giving up something for God, I don't just like dismiss it. I don't just dismiss it and be like, oh, whatever. We're just going to give it up and not thinking about it no more. No, 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 no. I don't dismiss it. I talk about it. I go to God and I say, hey, God, just so we're clear about this thing, I'm about to give this thing up. And you know I made plans for this thing. And you know we, we had prepared and it was in our heart and we really wanted it. And so just so you know, I want this to, to be documented on the record in heaven. I'm giving this thing up for you. And I'm going down. There. Now, I don't know what's down here, but I know it got to be good. And so I'm giving this up to, for you. And what I'm giving up is a seed. And so now, whoo, glory to God, when I go down this road, I know there's going to be a harvest. And the harvest will always be greater than the seed. This is faith. And faith works by love. You have to believe God. Listen, you have to believe that what God is revealing to you in your heart it's only a matter of time before you see it in your hands and you will never believe God on that level. You will never walk it out on that level unless you are convinced that God loves you with an unconditional, unyielding, unending love. See, when you are walking with God and, and you are walking with God this way, then, then your faith will be strong because it's rooted and grounded in God's love. And watch this, love never fails. Therefore, your faith will not fail. And because my faith isn't being empowered by the love of God towards me, say amen to that.
All right, number two. Two and three is what I really wanted to get to today. But that first point was like a like a follow-on from yesterday. All right, you got it? Now that I got that out the way, now let me deal with those five scriptures I gave you today. Number two, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith that we need to. And so, so, so we have the faith that we need to live, to live the life that he's called us to live, right? So Romans 12 and 3 says, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So the issue is not whether or not you have faith. Look at me. You have faith. You have Matter of fact, you could even be born again if you didn't have faith. So every man has been dealt the measure of faith. Not a measure, but the measure. So you have the faith that you need. God gave you the same faith that he gave his own son, Jesus. So God has done his part. He made plans for you from the foundations of the world. He dealt to you the faith that you need in order to believe. And then he called you according to his divine purpose. So he did everything that he needed to do. He And he does everything that he does by his unearned grace. And then he also gave you the grace, the empowerment to do, to maximize the purpose and the potential that he placed inside of you uh, before the world began. So he did all of that. God does his part. The issue is not God's grace. God's grace is good. It's done. The issue is whether or not we're going to exercise the faith God gave us. God gave us faith. Now, are you using it? The issue is not whether or not you have enough faith. You have faith. Uh, the issue is, are you using the faith? And it's not about, well, well, no, Jesus said, even if you have the faith, the size of a mustard seed, the point was, it doesn't matter how big it is. You have the measure. You have what you need. Even a little mustard seed, the smallest seed, the most seemingly insignificant size of faith can cause you to have mountain moving results. So the issue is not faith, right? So you can say to this mountain, be thou removed. You can speak to the mountains in your life, even with a little bit of faith. So the issue is not how much faith you have or for what faith level. The issue is, is your faith working? Well, you can't, you will never maximize what you do not understand, which is why I've been taking my time to teach you how faith works and faith works by love. So God wants you to walk and live by faith. If your faith is not working, if you're not getting the results that you believe that God wants you to have, then obviously there's something wrong because you have the faith that you need and you have the grace that you're called to. And so you, God gave you his purpose. He gave you the assignment. And he, he did this from the foundations of the world. He gave you the grace to do it. And so now the issue is, how am I using the faith that God gave me? And if I'm not functioning in faith, then I, I lack understanding. And so this is why I'm trying to give you a functional understanding of faith. So how does faith work? Faith works by love. So our faith must be rooted and grounded in God's love towards us. It's not a matter of how much faith you have because you have enough faith. The issue is, how are you using that faith? Faith has to be connected to this unending and unyielding love. And so if your faith is right here, but it's connected to God's love, it doesn't matter if it's mustard seed faith. If it's connected to God's love, which is immeasurable, the results will be supernatural. So the last point as I close. Number three, for your faith to be limitless, it must be tied to God's limitless love for you. So this is where I really want to labor this morning. Faith works by love. Faith only works when you're convinced that God loves you and that he wants to use you for his glory and by his grace, not because of your performance. Because if your, if your faith is tied to your performance, which is what religious people do, right? Religious people, your, their faith is tied to their perceived level of goodness towards God. And so if your faith, if you're religious and you're performance-based, 
and there probably may be some people on this call. I, I was raised religious, so there may be some people watching right now that are religious. And if you're religious, then what you do, either consciously or subconsciously, is that you base your faith on your perceived level of goodness towards God, on your performance. The problem with that is that invariably, your performance will never be able to measure up to the size of your call. And so since your performance cannot measure up to the magnitude of the assignment wherewith you have been called, then, then you will never be able to believe God on the level that he wants you to believe. He, God calls you to do things that exceed your education and experience. God calls you to do things, Ephesians 3 and 20, that exceed your wildest imaginations and your dreams. So if you are not convinced that God wants to do it because God wants to do it because God is good and it's not based on your performance, then you will never build up the faith required to actually attempt it or the faith required to actually yield yourself over to God for God to do it through you. You will never do that if your faith is tied to your performance, if you're religious. See, faith works by love. You have to break this religious mindset because you got to believe, you got to disconnect your faith from your performance so that you could be like, I'm going to believe on the level of God's love. And God's love is unending, is unyielding, is undeserved, is limitless. And so my faith, even if it's mustard seed, doesn't matter. I can believe on the on this level. Why? Because my faith is rooted and grounded. Faith works by love. Now, if my faith is tied to my performance, my performance is like this big. God's love is like this big. And so if my faith is, if I'm religious, my faith is going to be tied to my performance. Oh man, I got to do this. I got to do right to be right to, to get blessed. So now I'm only going to believe on this level. I'm trying to make this as plain as I can. So this is your performance and this is God's love. And so is either your faith is tied to your performance, which is what religious people do and is not going to be effective, or your faith can be tied to God's love. Well, faith works by love. God's love is immeasurable, inexhaustible, infinitely limitless. <laughs> I don't know how, I mean, we don't have enough words to explain the, the infinite nature of God's love, but we as humans, we are finite, right? So we are limited. We are finite. God is limitless and infinite. And so once we get born again, the Holy Spirit is trying to get us to live a life of no limits. But if you, if you get born again, but then you go into a religious church or a religious mindset, then they're going to put the spotlight on you. Hey, come here, bro. Let me talk to you for a minute. Hey, come here, sis. Let me talk. This is what you got to do now that you're born again. Let me disciple you. This is what discipleship looks like. You got to do this. 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 And then, hey, we need you to show up. And then I need you to be here on Sunday. I need you to be here on Wednesday. I need you to do this. We need you to work in the parking lot. We need you to be usher. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with all that. But I'm not doing that to be right. <laughs> I'm doing, I, I do all of those things, but I'm not doing that to be right. I'm doing that because hey, that's just part of the package. I'm walking with God. I'll serve God in church. I'll serve God other places. That's not the issue, but I'm not doing that to be right. Let's be clear about that. I'm not doing that to be right. I'm, I'm doing that because I'm already right. I'm doing that because I'm already saved. I'm born again. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not performing to be right. I'm performing because I am right. My righteousness is based on Jesus, not based on me. And so now I'm not trying to do this to be so God can bless. Hey, if you do this, do this, do this, do this, God will bless you. No, 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 no. My, my, I'm only limited by my capacity to believe God. And so what I'm trying to get you to do, when you listen to me, glory to God, you listen to me for five minutes and you're going to feel like you can leap a tall building with a single bound. Glory. Why? Because I'm trying to get you disconnected 
disconnected from your performance. This is your performance. I'm trying to get you stop, disconnected, cut it off. I'm trying to get your faith disconnected from your performance, deliver you from performance-based religion so that you can believe even mustard seed faith, bam, can speak to mountains and watch them. Why? Because now it's no longer based on my performance. My, my faith is based on my capacity to believe God. God is a God of no limits. And so my faith is rooted and grounded in God's love towards me, not my performance. Now, I'm still going to perform. I'm still going to live free from sin, but I'm not doing it to be right. I'm doing it because I'm already right. And so wherever God imparts vision, it's because the provision is already there. Let me say this. If God gives you vision, it is because the provision is already stored up. He, he, he will never instruct you to do something he has not already injected you with. And so now what you got to do is you got to believe on the, on the level of God's performance, on the level of God's calling. You got to believe that you can do it because God called you to do it because he's given you the grace to do it. And so you're not, you're not basing your belief system on your performance because your performance is not good enough. You're basing your, you're not dreaming man-sized dreams. You're dreaming God's size dream. God has no limits. And so God is trying to get you to believe on his level. God is trying to get you to believe where you're no longer judging God's goodness towards you based on your perceived level of goodness towards him because your performance will never measure up. See, religion trains you. Religion trains you to only expect good when you perform good. Religion trains you to only expect good when you perceive that you're being good towards God. And then when you perceive that you're not being good towards God, religion trains you, oh, you messed up. Therefore, God is not going to answer your prayers. Oh, you messed up. Therefore, you should not expect to be blessed. Oh, you messed up. Therefore, what, what God said, oh, God is taking it back. Are you kidding me? I mean, God taking it back. The Bible says that the giftings and the callings of God are without repentance. They are irrevocable. How would God say, oh, I, I spoke this to you. I've been talking to you about this for two years, but now since you, you messed up, you messed up on Thursday. Oh, so now I'm going to take it back. Are you kidding me? What kind of God is that? No, no. You're, 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 you got to stop dreaming on that level. You got to dream God-sized dreams. I'm not trying to earn it. Now, I'm not saying go, grace is not a license to sin. I'm not, of course not. Come on now. If you really live and believe what I'm talking about, you don't even want to sin. But I mean, sin is not an issue. But I got to be able to believe like this. And the only way for me to believe like this is by I got to stop being religious. My, my, my faith cannot be based on my performance. God will give you a vision that is so crazy that you don't even feel like you could talk to people about it because they'll look at you crazy. God will give you a vision that exceeds your education, your experience, your background, the money that you have in your bank account, every earthly qualification. And he's like, boom, this is what I want to do. And you're like, why in the world? And so, so the only way for you to do that is you got to believe. You got to believe God and live by faith, but faith works by love. Faith works by the fact that God loves me with an unending, unyielding love. God loves me so much. Listen, let me say this as I close. God loves us so much that you can have a born-again believer filled with the Holy Ghost, and they're taking the Holy Spirit with them places they shouldn't take the Holy Spirit. <laughs> they're taking the Holy Spirit with them in the club. They're here rubbing up on somebody. They're married, and they're rubbing up on somebody that's not their spouse, and the Holy Ghost the whole time is saying, don't do that. And then they leave the club with somebody that's not their spouse. They go to the hotel and they have sex. They perform adultery. And the whole time, the Holy Ghost is like, I love you, son. Uh, you shouldn't be doing this. And while they're there in the hotel, they're shooting up heroin. 
And while they're shooting up heroin, the Holy Ghost is saying, I love you. What is wrong with you? I've called you to do things from the foundations of the world. Get up from here like the prodigal son. God loves you so much that in that moment, that person will take the needle out of their arm. Look at the person at the bed. Say, I shouldn't even be here. Get up from there. Get in their car. Go home. Repent and go become the man that God. That's how much God loves you. God loves you with an unending, unyielding love. But you will never do all. Now, religious people have a problem with what I just said. Religious people say, oh, oh, what are you talking about? Going to the club, committing adultery, shooting up heroin. That person ain't saved. What, what are you talking about? You could be filled with the Holy Ghost and do dumb stuff. You could be filled with the Holy Ghost born again and, and sin. Don't, don't try to act like you don't sin. John said, if you claim to be without sin, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. My point is that God loves you so much that even in that situation, God will not turn his back on you. And so you got to believe God on that level. Faith works by love. You got it? <laughs> Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak this over your life. Man, I felt like that. I felt like preaching this morning. All right. Say this. I want you to seal the deal with your words. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for making plans for me before the world began, for calling me from my mother's womb. You knew all the mistakes that I would make, and you call me anyway. Now, you didn't call me based on my performance. You didn't call me based on my goodness. Because my performance and my goodness could never measure up to the magnitude of the call. I do not live my life trying to work for your vision. My job is to believe. And I believe what you believe about me. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. I believe and I receive everything you've called me to do. You have provided the grace. I now provide the faith. My faith lays hold of your grace. And I am able to do what I could never do without you. I see the invisible. I believe the impossible. Greater is coming for me because my faith is rooted and grounded in your love. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want my notes. You get it for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And then if you're interested... And uh, in, in being uh, connected to Isabella and I in a private setting where we can answer questions. We've been having a good time in our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. Watch that video if you're interested. Participate in that. If not, that's fine. Listen, have an amazing weekend. I love you. God loves you too. Walk in the blessing. God loves you.